This is Christmas Abbott, and you are listening to Girls Gone Wad. You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 68. And Claire and I have been hanging out all night. All night long. All night. (laughs) Except that's not that actually, that's pretty um, Pretty accurate. Accurate because we were also listening to the. 80s station. 80s. It's actually the Phil, Phil, Collins. Phil Collins radio on Pandora. It was pretty epic. Pretty amazing. I think every single song, I was like, oh, I love this song. Yeah, oh, it, it was. Every time it came out, she was like, oh, this is a great song. Oh, this is a really good, great song. What I love this song. Like every time. It was good, though. It was pretty good. Um, so yeah. we just finished packing all the shirts, the Oh My God Karen special order shirts, which yes. we did just for you guys. And if you didn't uh, get one, I am sorry. Out of luck <laughs> because, because we're not doing, we're not that, doing again. that again. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and if you did get one, it should be here really soon. Yeah. And, and if you would like to order one, but it's a different style, which does Spreadshirt not make that style even close to it? They don't make it any even close to it. Well, and the other problem is that the the only other shirt um, that they have that's kind of close to it is... Just a lot more expensive. Oh, okay. So that's People what we probably, know. Yeah. Um, and then, so so we have a Spreadshirt store with all the designs. And we need to make some men's shirts, too, because we've mm-hmm. had some requests to make men's shirts. And actually, Scott really wants a Joy and Claire or My Spirit Animal shirt, which no one has bought those. But I think I know. Men, someone did once, I think. I think men would wear that one for sure that's if we made a dude one. Sure. Okay. I'm serious. Okay. If Scott Parrish would wear it. That's true. He is a fashion icon. He is the fashion leader. (laughs) He really is. Oh, my gosh. Which, Um, by the way, I'm so mad. I texted this to you. So I got those those cat scratch. I call them my cat cat scratch pants. The Lulu pants with, like, the cutouts. And we're going to look at new cars because we have to get a new car in, like, I don't know, six months. And so we're going to go look at cars and... I had that on with like a t-shirt and a denim jacket and like my Vans. He and told you know. He's like, so we're going to go look at cars and you need to change. You might want to change. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, who's going to take you seriously if you have those pants on? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He does have a point kind of. Kind the, of. So those little pants have like the sheer zigzag panels. Yeah. Yeah, Did I look change? I look like I'm in flash dance. And I mean there's so nothing wrong with of, that, but I was kind of slightly mad for a moment, but I was like, he's totally right. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm not twelve. I'm just not. So yeah. That's really anyway. funny. Um, um so yeah, we need to we need to update the spreadshirt. But it's girlsgonewad.spreadshirt.com Correct. if you wanna get some more shirts. And but. so we just finished packaging up the special order because we had so many requests for that stuff that Old type of style. tank. Yeah. We, we just don't have the manpower at this point to keep doing special orders. So maybe yeah. like in next year we'll do another round, but for right. now get there on the spreadshirt, go. get on the spreadshirt website. Um, it does support our podcast a little bit. A little so, bit. So, like a very, very little bit. So we really, get like a dollar for yeah, every shirt. But <laughs> you know, every little bit helps for us. So we would really appreciate it if you're interested in checking out those shirts on the spreadshirt website. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, and then we just did our Google Hangout because we're in the midst. We have one week left of our accountable eating challenge. Um, this is the second one we've done in the past year. So we have a little group that does this um, little healthy eating challenge for three weeks. And we did a Google Hangout with them, which is always a good time. Yeah. And I was telling Claire, I just got in here and I'm like, 
this makes me really appreciate doing a podcast because sitting in front of a camera. Yeah, like you're talk- like really but aware of like how much you touch your nose. You're and like- very aware of everything. Yeah. But the thing like with this podcast is like the microphone's here, but we're talking. But I feel like in front of the screen, we can't see them. Right. I know we can't see. I mean, but you and I are just like talking together. Right. It's less like it's we're on a show. so awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But it was still fun. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Anyway, so we had a couple of kind of questions from couple weeks ago or last week yeah somebody posted about some things they'd want to hear about one of them was about having on a physical therapist or not a physical or a physical therapist or somebody who could give like mobility um recommendations recommendations. so that's like some definitely something we've thought about yeah we're not going to do it right now (laughs) but um, we don't have them tonight no yeah (laughs) but um we definitely thought about that for a future episode. So um, anytime you guys have anything that you want to hear about, just you can write it on our Facebook page, yeah. comment wherever, and yeah. we you know definitely take that stuff seriously. Yes. We always take that into consideration. Yeah. And so one of the things that somebody brought up was having me talk a little bit about what it's like to coach. So I thought I would we could start out with that tonight. Um, so one of the first things, the first questions I always get is how, what it's like to coach at one gym and work out at another. Yeah. And first of all, I, I brought this up in the – uh, Google hangout, but I have not been working out like at all. Mm -hmm. Like I have been in the gym. Oh my gosh. Maybe five times this month. Maybe Mm -hmm. that would be a really generous. You went to offshore cross. Yeah. We went in San Diego, San Diego, um, to offshore cross it, which we love that gym. Um, and I went, but like, I don't even remember the last time I was at Jay what that wasn't for like an open gym. But even then it's been like at least has Brandon been going or just, he has been going a little bit more, but also not that much. We've been traveling a lot. And right. Like, um, he was, like, almost sick for a little while. And anyway, so I just really have not been working out this uh, really since, like, the middle of – really since, like, the girls got our ex. Um, but whatever. Anyway, that being said, um, I really like coaching at one gym and working out at another because – I feel like when I do work out, I don't want to have to – like, I want it to just be whatever I need it to be. Yeah. And I don't want to have to feel like people are looking at me – looking to me as a coach. Even if I'm not coaching that lot, I feel like once you're in that position, you're sort of always in that position. Yeah. And I don't – you know, if I have, like – like, not that I feel like anybody necessarily would be harsh on me if I, like, had, you know, my form breakdown or if I had a bad wad or whatever – but I think it's just like having that extra pressure, even if it's just on myself, is something that I would not enjoy. Yeah. So I like being able to go to one gym. And, you know, I work, I've worked out at Elevation a handful of times. Um, and I really like, you know, when I do do odds with those guys. Um, but it's just nice to be able to separate those two experiences. Yeah. So I really like that. So if you are thinking about getting into coaching, uh, that might be something to consider. Um, otherwise, I really, really liked – coaching. I've been doing it now for what? May, June, July, August, September, six months. Yeah. And it's been really fun. It's definitely interesting because you realize like the movement patterns that you take for granted in your own body Mm -hmm. and having to like, you see someone and you're like, that didn't look right. What didn't look right about it though? Yeah. You know, and sometimes it takes a couple of times for you to identify what it is they're doing, what they're doing. And then it takes you a couple more times to identify how to tell them not to do that. Do you use that little coach app? What's it called? Coach's eye. Coach's eye. Um, mm, I don't. Mostly because it's just not... I've never had anyone... TJ's used it like once, but it seems to me like it just is so hard to like 
focus on one. It seems more, it seems like like it'd be more, yeah, like a more personal training thing. Like how do you use that on multiple people when you're teaching a CrossFit class? You couldn't, Yeah. yeah. Unless you were like really there. Yeah. It would have to be personal training. You really wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so that's been tricky. And it's always like every single person, you know, you're kind of like, okay, well I need you to open your hips. But when I tell you to open your hips, you don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. So, you know, or like say I had somebody just as simple as he was doing the split jerk and he was, um, not standing it up all the way before he brought the bar down. He was like, as he was bringing his feet together, he was also dropping the bar. So I I told him, you know, make sure you stand up all the way before you drop the bar. Yeah. And he did it the exact same thing again. And I said, do you know what I mean when I say that? And he was like, no. It's like, okay. So even just something as simple as that, where you think, so that's been really interesting. And, um, I don't know. It's also made me aware of, like, acutely aware, even more so than I was, of my weaknesses as an athlete. Yeah. Because it's like if toes to bar come up, I'm like, I will show you a toes to bar, but I can't really link them. I yeah. can't certainly can't talk while I'm doing them. Yeah. Um, but I all have also it's given me some more some more confidence in some other moves. Like I now. I feel like my hand, like demoing my kipping handstand pushups are pretty solid, which I never would have thought. Yeah. Or like the other day I did, I ran a 400 with everybody at the beginning of the class just because I w- wanted to warm up a little bit and I like felt pretty good on the run. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just little things like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun and it's been, um, I'm trying to think like, I think the most, the most challenging part of it, I think is just feeling like you're responsible for people's progress. Well-being. And their well-being. And at one, and at some point, you have to kind of tell yourself, you know, I can get – like, I had a guy dislocate his shoulder during a PVC pass-through. Like, recently? Like, a couple weeks ago. Oh. And Ugh. it was his first time there. And I had not asked him you – know, he'd fill out the form and everything, but we were – like, it was the first thing I had him do. Yeah. I had him run a 400, and then I came back in, and I was going to have him do some PVC pass-throughs. But I hadn't asked him, do you have any injuries? And – I had never, you know, had an issue with that before. Yeah. And the other thing is that later on I found out if I had asked him that, he wouldn't have brought this up. But he was doing PVC pastures and he was bending his arms as he was doing it. And I so and I just said, hey, you know, try to straighten your arms as much as you can. When you're doing this, it's going to give you a better stretch. And as soon as I said that, the next time he brought it over, his shoulder popped out. And I was just, I didn't know what to do. And uh. like, I can, I know how to put a shoulder back in, but I knew that that's not what, you know, it was like, I'm not going to stand here and pop your shoulder back in because yeah. I don't know you and I don't, you know, we're five blocks away from the hospital and they probably could do a better job than I could. And, um, he was like, no, this is the fifth time it's happened. Like it's a thing, you know, and that's actually pretty common. Once you dislocate your shoulder once all, it's kind of like blowing up a balloon. Yeah. You can deflate the balloon, but it's never the same shape again. Yeah. And so, um, he was like, it happens a lot. And he popped back at himself and he was like, but now I just have to leave. And I felt so horrible. But then I was like, you know, and then I, you know, he was like, oh, I guess I should have said something. It's like, yeah, you probably should have said something, you know, and I guess this is sort of a note for you guys as athletes too. Like if a coach ever tells you to do something and you know that it's going to hurt you, yeah, don't, don't do, do it. it. They don't know your body. Yeah. So that was kind of like by the, well, and I was so glad by the end of the workout, I actually was really glad that it had happened when it did. Because, you know, I asked him, I said, you know, I'm sorry I didn't ask you if you had any injuries, but, you know, I next time – or if, if you're in a position like this again, you know, make sure you – Alert us. Alert, yes. alert us. You yeah. know, I really wish you had something. And, you know, not putting it all on him, but – and <laughs> You a-hole. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, I forget about it. He said, you know, like, I, it doesn't hurt. 
usually. And so yeah. I forget that I have this and then it just happens. Yeah. And so I think even if I had asked him, he wouldn't have said anything. So yeah. anyway. That's he, weird. But so finally I just had to like t- kind of tell myself I'm not in their bodies. No. You know, I can do as much as I can and that's it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I can tell them, you know, I can give them cues. I can tell them what weight I think they should use. I can, you know, tell them to keep their back straight. I can modify the movement for them, whatever. But like if I ask them, can you do this? And they say yes. And then they hurt themselves doing it. That's ultimately their decision. Mm -hmm. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. And that's been hard to kind of like be okay with being okay with that. Yeah. I was talking to my chiropractor about this. Um, Just we had some comments recently on our, when we posted the video from the girls gone Rex of the, I think I posted a short video. Yeah. It was like right after girls gone Rex of the girls who won the competition. And then they Mm -hmm. did that competition against the guys. Yeah. And they were talking about, or it was a video of butter, butterfly pull-ups. And so there was some, it was funny because that was everyone, the first like, time. Everyone flipped out about everyone it. Everyone flipped out. And that was the first time that you and I had really experienced like negative Nancys on our Facebook page and our Instagram. And we're like, what? Um, and it was basically just a lot of bad comments about butterfly um, pull-ups and like how dangerous that is. And this is why chiropractors are in business and like just all these ridiculous, ridiculous comments. And, um, I think one guy in particular was like, this is exactly why my friend has a chiropractor business and his business is tripled thanks to CrossFit. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like yeah. say whatever you want to say, whatever. Um, cause the hate is gonna hate. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was at my chiropractor, um, like shortly after that and I showed her the video and I was like, what do you think of this? And keep in mind, she's, she's, in sports medicine and she so she's a doctor of and a chiropractor so i don't know what your doctor is in that but she's yeah, focused is yeah. a doctor of chiropractor right is that how you say chiropractics? it chiropractics and she has an emphasis on sports medicine so she's very in the sports world she was right. a, she she's was an authority pro. on the issue she was like a college or collegiate athlete swimmer like really mm-hmm. really knows her stuff in the sports world and she's been treating me for about two years. So she knows my body very well and she knows what I do and she knows all about CrossFit. Um, and so I showed her that video and she's like, you know what, Joy? That movement is exactly like the butterfly stroke, like in the pool. She's mm-hmm. like, that movement is not much different than the butterfly stroke in the pool. She's like, the more thing, the thing I'm more concerned about is the way her head is flipping back and forth. She's like, that's yeah. that's concerning to me just from the neck standpoint. It's a really strainful strainful strenuous on your <laughs> stressful <laughs> stressful strenuous um on your neck she's like but that to me she's like i would see you know someone come in with shoulder issues doing the same type of thing in the pool mm-hmm. um so she's like to be honest with you and i said have you seen a lot of you know is that comment is that comment on point have you seen a lot more people in in your practice because of crossfit she's like yeah i have i'm not gonna lie she's like but the the thing i see the most is that new people, so keep this in mind if you're new, this is just something she said she's unofficially noticed, is that new people have injuries in their shoulders and advanced CrossFitters, so people who've been doing it for a while, um, have more back injuries. Yeah. So, which makes a lot of sense because when you're newer, you don't have as much of a buildup and maybe coaches aren't telling you when to <clears throat> do an assisted pull-up and when to try that kip, right. which you probably shouldn't do until you're or really you're advanced. Or you're doing the snatch or something and you're just like... The- throwing away yep, over your head yeah right and so so that proper form and especially like with that intensity and going from zero to 60 maybe too fast she's like so i see a lot of new crossfitters come in with shoulder issues and then advanced with back injuries mm. um yeah. obviously well, and i think 
like one of the things I said a minute ago about how, you know, if an athlete tells you, yes, I can do this, you have to let him do it. Like that's, I mean, I guess not exactly true. It's kind of, you know, you have to know what they're doing. Right. But I think that it is really hard. You know, you want to, as a coach, you want to think that you are able to mitigate that risk for everyone. But like, if you have really more than one person, let alone eight or 10 people, you know, you have to put some of that responsibility on the athlete. Like they have to be able to. Absolutely. I I would never, I would never blame a coach. Like I remember when I, I know I reference this all the time, but whatever, like when I hurt my back, I remember I was like, that was all my fault. Yeah. That was all 100% my fault. Coach Mike was there. It was not at all his fault. Yeah. And I also think on some level, like tell me if I'm wrong, just from you being a coach, um, you kind of have to know the athlete as well. Like oh, You totally. have to know like Joy can or cannot squat this. So if she's going for it, I'm going to trust that she's listening to her body. Yeah. Like back when I hurt myself, he didn't know what I could or could not squat. Yeah. He was kind of like had an idea and that's when I was kind of new to the gym anyway that I was like – well, this is kind of what I feel like I can squat. And I mean, this is something I really, really recommend is know your body and know what you can or cannot lift. So like write down your numbers. If I could go back in time, I would be really diligent about writing yeah. down my numbers because I would just like kind of fly in and out and be like, oh, I don't know what I lifted today. And I don't really know what my back squat is. Write it down, like keep your log, keep it in your phone, whatever you need to do, because that I think could have saved me a lot of stupid moves. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's like when, you know, as far as knowing the athletes, um, you know, kind of one of the things I always say to people, if they're like, well, you know, you think I should go heavier and I say, you know, listen to your body. If you feel like you want to push it today, then I totally support that. But at the same time, remember that there's, you know, there's always going to be another wad mm-hmm. and not that, you know, I feel like CrossFit has such this, um, culture of like push through the pain, Yes, you know, like. Yeah. It's all about Embrace how, the suck. Right. It's like <laughs> it's all about how much you can be how much pain you can be in and still be going. Yeah. And I think that that That's... is the epitome of what is of like why CrossFit gets a bad name. Yeah. Because like one thing I tell for just as a small example, when I'm coaching and we're doing specifically toes to bars when I see the most rips. And I will tell people like on your hand, your hand, yeah. hand. Um mm-hmm. I tell people if you start to rip, I do not want you to get back on the bar. I want you to do V ups. Mm-hmm. There's a, like do what V ups. Oh, I think you said G ups. I'm like, what's a giddy up? You gotta get up. There's um, you gotta get. Natalia would be so proud. So proud. Yeah. But um, I I, have, I always say like you know that's an injury just like anything else. It's gonna put you out of commission. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna be a pain. Oh. And it's like I don't want to see people at the end of the workout like you know put, taking pictures of their. No, uh, like, and I've don't, been there. Like, I've been don't that ever person. Instagram. Well, don't your ever, torn yes, hands. don't ever do that. Please, but don't. like, I don't want to see you comparing like how badass your bleeding hands are. No. Like, that's an injury. That's yeah. And I don't know. And so I that, in that sense, agree. like, I think you know, on the one hand, as a coach, you need to be comfortable pushing athletes to do heavier weights because if you're not, then that's just lazy coaching. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, I don't know. I think we talked about this a little bit in one of the previous episodes. And Haven and I talked about this one day where he said, you know, you. There's a, you know, there's a spectrum of safety. And if you operate at 100% safe, you're never going to make any progress. And if you operate at 20% safe, then you're always going to get hurt. So you have to be able to find that happy medium. And the happy medium yeah. is different from day to day. Yeah. And it's different from workout to workout. I completely agree with that. But I think like as a coach, I had to give up the feeling of keeping everyone 100% safe. And I had to be okay with, you know, there's going to be fails. There's going to be dropped bars. There's going to be, you know, tweaked shoulder, you know, whatever. And like that's... Right. 
but that's also where the progress happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's bizarre. Like as you were talking, I was thinking of like the different wads of how I feel and how it's either it's when I know when I need to drop down or when I know I could have gone harder. So it's like, okay. So for example, I live in this happy medium of like a 20 pound slam ball is we didn't have 30 pound slam balls for the while. Until so like two months ago, yeah. 20 pound slam ball was so light for me. I was like, this is ridiculous. I yeah, it's be. light for me. And 40 pounds. I was like, mm, that's really pushing it. Like yeah. 40 pounds. I could get through like half the wad, And then I'd be like, this is killing me. Yeah. So like the 20 pound, I would go on days where I was like really, really tired. Mm-hmm. The 40 pound is when I was like, okay, can I, depending how long the wad is, can I really safely pick this up and put this down without hurting myself and keep my form? And then obviously when we got 30 pounds, I was like, hallelujah. It's like right in the middle. But like, that was an example to me of like knowing when it's pretty easy. I could push through it. Yeah. It feels good. But Mm -hmm. you know, you know, that feeling afterwards where you're like, I could have gone harder. Yeah. But I don't think we always need to be going towards that hundred percent. Like you said, where you're like always like all out max you know the rx weight or what have you um because there was a workout once when front squats just really tax my back Mm -hmm. um just regardless of if i had an injury or not just feels really heavy for me whenever i have that form excuse me and so there was a workout i'd say it was about a year and a half ago where we did a bunch of front squats and um halfway through and it was a pretty long wad. I want to say it was, maybe it was a hero wad. Anyway, it was just a really long wad. And I remember about halfway through, I was starting to really feel it. And I told TJ, I'm like, you know, this is really hurting my back. He's like, then just do power cleans. Yeah. And it was great. And that's where I was like, I don't really want to push through this. This no. is, this is starting to feel, this Bad is hurt. not like a sore. I'm tired. This is a, every time I do this, it just feels icky. It feels like it's yeah. painful. It feels like I'm just not going to be doing, it doesn't, feel like I'm going to be ending this well. Yeah. And then he was like, just do power cleans. And guess what? Perfect. Yeah. I was like, yeah, fine. Well, totally take the pain away. And I finished the wad and I felt good, but I knew, I knew I worked hard. And I think like, honestly, I can tell the athletes who I know really well, I can tell the difference in their facial expressions between tired and pain. Yeah. And it's like, and I think most people you can kind of tell it's like, you know, you, like tired is kind of, well, I guess pain is like that kind of grimace. Like yes. they're really, you know, they're breathing changes. And that's, you know, sometimes we'll go over to someone and say, do you want me to get you a lighter kettlebell or do you want to switch to, and usually I'll try to offer it to them before, or, you know, try to be proactive because I feel yeah. like most people aren't going to kind of raise their hand and say, Hey, this is hurting. Mm-hmm. And so I'll go over to them and say, you know, are you in pain? Yeah. And a lot of times they'll be like, yeah, my back's really starting to hurt. And I'll say, okay, great. Do you want to, you know, take these fives off and just go down to the tens? And I'll be like, yeah, "Yeah, great idea. Yeah. Or whatever. But you know, sometimes I feel like I have to be proactive and, but I just wish that, and I think it's because of that mindset of like, you know, show us what you're made of. And I kind of wished in a way that it was a little bit less, I know that people were more okay with sort of like, I don't know, being in that happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on Friday we did Cindy and I, we, we did it with our normal 530 AM club. Mm -hmm. And, um, I noticed like, you know, throughout the pull-ups, uh, three or four other people in my class were doing butterfly pull-ups. And I was like, well, I want to do butterfly Mm pull-ups. So then I did a couple sets with butterfly pull-ups, but I was like, I'm just very aware of how tired I am and how much that, like, I want to make sure my form is good. and I don't want to like rip my arm out of my socket. Um, but like, that's an example too, of like, you get really comfortable with the people you work out with too. And you get like the friendly competition. Um, 
So you just have to be careful. And then the other thing I was thinking of too is like Coach Mike knows me really well. Coach TJ knows me really well. Coach Mike is very much the one that will come up to me and he calls it RX plus. Yeah. So he will be like, Joy, you're going RX plus today. So then he'll like put more weight than it's mm-hmm. actually prescribed or he'll make, he like, he always makes me do a heavier kettle. Like he's always like amping up my game. But I think he knows that I would be like, no, I can't do that. Yeah. I think there's times when it actually is a welcome challenge and I'll be like, let's try it. I think I could actually do this. And I end up doing fine. And for the most part, it's workouts that you can do a heavier weight and be right. just okay. Um but that's another thing where I think it's an interesting dynamic of coaches like really needing to know their athletes. Athletes, Yeah. Yeah. And I think like I was talking actually about this in San Diego. We were talking to the guy, to Jason at Osho CrossFit. And we were talking to him about, you know, why we love coming in that gym. And he was saying, you know, it's interesting having people from other gyms in the area. They'll come in if they move or whatever. And he was like, you know, we really pride ourselves in having strong athletes and having people who push to the limits and, you know, just having people come in and that mindset is just so much like either, I don't know. Cause like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is the other side of the coin is having people whose mindsets are like, well, that seems pretty heavy. I think I'm just going to, I'm okay with this weight. Yeah. So you, you have to have, be able to have those, that moment, like coach Mike of coming up and being like, actually you're going to use the 45 pound kettlebell today. Yeah. Even yeah. though it only says 35 RX, I know you could do 45 of them. Why yeah. not? Right. So, Yeah. And those, those are the days I actually enjoy that extra challenge because yeah. I know I can do it. And I think it is. It's not something ridiculous. It's not right. like, let's try a 200-pound deadlift right. in the water. Like, all right, Joey, so you're going to get a muscle-up. No, it's just... He has said that to me before. He's like, Claire, I think you're going to get a muscle-up today. I'm like, I don't really have a cute. ring dip. <laughs> so let's get a ring dip. <laughs> oh, Coach Mike. Oh, Coach Mike. God bless him. Um, yeah. So I think that's a really good topic of discussion though. I think there's way too many gyms. Like we were talking about this. Where was it? Oh, I was talking about it with our, with our fascial girl. Yeah. Um, our fascial stretch girl. And she was like, there's just so many gyms. And I know we've talked about this before. It's like quantity Mm -hmm. over quality. And that just is, is so dangerous in this world, in this Mm -hmm. fitness world. Because if you take... Like my Oklahoma City gym, God bless them. They were so great. Loved them. But that f- class that had 40 people on Christmas Day or I think it was like Christmas Eve or something, that was pretty scary where I'm like, you don't know if I can do a 95-pound push press. You don't know that if I can do right. this. So I'm just going to load my bar and I'm going to do it, but you have no idea if I can safely do this move. Yeah. Sure, you're going to look around and sure, you're going to see if people are being doing poor form. I didn't see anyone being like, you need to drop that weight. I mean, I just, it was just, those are the things that kind of make me nervous. But I think that it's a good point of like people needing to take responsibility for their own bodies too. And um, anyway, so good stuff. Yes. I think we need, we need to have a future episode with some coaches input though. Mm -hmm. Like if you coach CrossFit, write us an email. We're going to put a shout out for um, some, some coaches corner. Yeah. Kind of like what's, what's one of the biggest things you've learned and how do you, yeah. how do you, uh, find that balance between pushing people and having to manage a room full of people and like what, you know, how do you, how do you, uh, handle that risk management? Yeah. And I want to, we should, maybe we should have like Haven and coach TJ oh and gosh. Mike in a room. That, Haven, would be, that would be fun. That'd be really bro-y, but it'd be fun. It would be bro-y. Um, Oscar De La Renta just died. I know. I saw that and I got really sad. Earlier mm-hmm. in the show, I was being, I don't know if you noticed, I was quiet because I saw the the Instagram mm-hmm. of T-Swifty. Yeah. 
And That's what I thought too. It made me sad. Oh, okay. So I listened to this podcast recently called The Lively Show. Mm-hmm. And it's just this adorable girl, Jess Lively. She has a show called The Lively Show, if you're interested. It's a very good podcast. And she did an interview with a girl who um, is recovered from anorexia. Her name is Lauren Lax. And she has a website called Meant to Thrive. So she had a 14-year battle with anorexia. And uh, so uh, the Lively Show, Jess, did an interview with her about her eating issues. And it just kind of, I was thinking about the episodes that we've done about eating disorders. Oh, my God. What? Was there a spider in here? There what? was something on my shirt. And I just pulled it out and, like, threw it. And it, I think it was a bug. Okay. All right. We're back. We're back. Crisis Sorry. averted. That was so... Disgusting. It was like a giant earwig, and I found it. I pulled it out of my. It was like I was like kind of felt something tickling the back of my neck, and I felt something, and I all of a sudden I realized it was like scaly. Ugh. <gasps> <gasps> nope, nope, my nope. hood on now. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I was I was looking at Facebook. I was looking at Facebook. When do I not look at Facebook? Um, and one of the news stations posted <laughs> posted a link to the story. It was like found tarantula the size of a puppy. Oh my god. I and all it said was the caption that the yeah. news station wrote was nope, period. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. I was laughing. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's my reaction. Anyway, okay, so back to this podcast. Sorry, Claire. I feel so bad that you just had like a bug attack yeah. you. Ooh. It's going to give you the heebie-jeebies all night. Um, so she did this podcast interview, and the girl that was being interviewed was talking about how she went through this recovery and how Lauren joined. She's like, I joined CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And she said, I, you know, because, you know, for her 14-year battle with anorexia, she was, like, constantly, constantly on that hamster wheel of, like, more exercise. She worked out seven hours a day. And, um, I mean, she really almost died. And she's like, when I was in recovery and after I started this CrossFit box, I realized that, you know, the CrossFit community was so different and played a huge part in my recovery because it made me look at fitness and health in such a different way. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it, she didn't really talk much about the CrossFit as, the CrossFit aspect of her recovery. But when she said that, it made me think like, holy crap. Like it totally, I had this like light bulb moment because I've been thinking a lot lately about CrossFit. And I know this sounds kind of cheesy, but that's kind of what I do. Is I don't think there's ever a time in my life when I don't think about anything else going on in my life. Mm-hmm. than when I'm at CrossFit. Yeah. Like, I honestly can say the second I walk in the gym, I don't think about work. I don't think about any stress going on in my life. I don't think about what I have to do for the day. Right. I honestly, I, I'm not making to-do lists in my head. And I can say that honestly. Like, when I go teach a spin class or when I'm like, I've you know, I've done tons of fitness aerobic classes in the past. Like, any type of class group. Even when I do Orange Theory with my husband – those classes, I'm still, I'm not connected to the people or, you know, and when I teach spin, obviously I'm like focused on teaching these students. So I'm not like just, you know, in the moment, but that was like a huge aha for me when I'm like, that's so important. That is so important in my life Mm -hmm. that I honestly have never, ever, ever found a place where I walk in the door and I'm just thinking about the barbells, thinking about the movement for the day, thinking about what my body can do. Thinking about mobility, connecting with my classmates, like 
and we're just talking about mostly CrossFit stuff. And right. that was like a huge. And so when she said that, it made me really think about how important that has been for me and my journey with how I think about fitness and how I even look at my own body image. Um, that that was a huge piece of like, holy crap, CrossFit has really done that for me. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people probably share in that, but that was like a big aha moment. Yeah. Oprah style. <laughs> no, I like, I like that. I like that. And I think that, um, I don't know, lately I've been sort of like <clears throat> trying to think like, how can I, <clears throat> excuse me, what kinds of things can I do? maybe at the school gym or at home where I can still kind of work out, but not, um, if I can't make it to CrossFit, but it's just like, none of that stuff sounds as appealing. No. You know what I've been thinking lately? And I know I've said this a lot before to you is I, right now I own my membership at CrossFit J is only three times a week. Yeah. And I do that for a number of reasons. It's like, it's expensive to do unlimited. And yeah. it's also something that I just don't know if I want to commit to doing unlimited Cause I like doing other things and right. I like running and I like, but but I was like, the other day, I'm like five times a week. Yeah. You, and then you feel like you have to go more and I like to do yoga or I want to leave room for other activities. Yeah. But the other day I was like, I really don't like anything else as much, but I, I fear that if I just do that, I'll just do straight CrossFit and I really, really need to like, yeah, and then you'll, do well, yoga. I think it's important but, to like keep it diverse. You don't burn out too. Yeah. So there, but there was a moment where I was like, maybe I could just do straight CrossFit. Maybe I should just go unlimited um because it really is like something where you you can't really compare and then you get so used to it and now i think over time i've really realized that i don't have to run a marathon to get that same feeling like i don't have to i, I ran this weekend it was the first time i've ran in probably months because now that i have jt right you go on walks he's a walker he's not a runner <laughs> And I don't run anymore. Yeah. And then like with CrossFit, I just, my mindset has changed completely of what, and I've, you know, you and I have done the research. We've done the workouts our whole right. lives. We've eaten and, you know, we've eaten these diets and we've adapted our right. way of eating so many, especially you, um, that I think we finally see like, oh, this is really what works. This is really right. what's best for our bodies. Well, and I remember too, like in terms of eating and I guess a little bit in terms of CrossFit, at the beginning of the accountability, accountable eating challenge, I, somebody asked the question in, in our Facebook group, um, you know, is this the first time that everyone has done paleo? And if not, when did you start? And I feel like for me, the biggest light bulb moment, both in paleo and in CrossFit was just feeling like this is flexible yeah. and I can use this for so many, you know, like it, in paleo, it was like, this isn't, this doesn't have a black and white yes and no list. It does some, like, uh, you know, the, uh, I guess to the degree that most other diets do. Mm -hmm. There are definitely a lot of things that you can't, quote unquote, can't eat if you're paleo or that you don't eat if you're paleo. But it's not like you can't have, you know, it's not like you can't have anything that's not in this little box that we ship you every month mm -hmm. or you can't have anything that's, you right. know, whatever. And it just felt really doable and really like, okay, this is something that could be, you could do every day for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And kind of the same thing with CrossFit is like, I, you know, if you're training for a race, when the race is done, then what? Mm -hmm. Or if you're training for a triathlon or whatever, yeah. it's like, yeah, you always have that, a bit, you know, that cardio capacity or whatever, but it's like with CrossFit, I just feel like it's so much more applicable to things. It's like, well, you go to CrossFit so that on the weekend you can go skiing and your legs don't get tired as quickly right. or whatever. Right. 
And I just think too of like the the coaches and I see Coach TJ and Coach Mike and how, um, you know, I don't know. I think males have a different perspective because I think as women, we're always like more, more, more. We need cardio. We need. Yeah. And I always think of TJ, like TJ knows what he's doing when he programs. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what, you know, especially he keeps in mind that people only come to the gym three times a week. He, mm-hmm. so I try and, uh, you know, we put so much trust in the coaches that were like, this, this has to work. Like they, they, they have a business of making sure that we're fit and making sure that we're healthy. And they're coming back. And, and yeah. that we're coming back. So, yeah. Like mm-hmm. So I think I've kind of learned to trust that too. Of Like, I don't need to do the crazy cardio, you know, marathon training which again like if that's your thing that's your thing but for me I was like I was so stuck in the mentality not unlike Lauren in that Thrive interview or in that um the Lively Show interview of you have to do so much more like it's always something you're never doing enough Mm -hmm. and to honestly say today that I feel like oh, if I take an extra rest day, I'm not going to freaking balloon up and I'm not going to fall off the wagon. Right. That now that I'm in the CrossFit world and see how the balance is laid out, that it's just so much more comfortable. Like, oh, I can get everything I need within this hour at CrossFit and then I'm done. Yeah. I remember I had a friend who moved. He was like a friend of a friend in high school and he moved back to Denver and he – he basically messaged me and said, hey, you know, I see that you do CrossFit and I've been thinking about starting it. He lives right by CrossFit Broadway and he's like, you know, would you have a gym you'd recommend? And I said, yeah, you should try CrossFit Broadway. It's an awesome gym, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I'm just a little bit worried because I usually like to work out for like two or three hours a day. And I just am worried that an hour wouldn't be enough. I wanted to be like, what the hell are you doing for two or three hours a day? So yeah, I wrote what back is he and doing for two or three? I don't even know. So I wrote him back and I was like, well, why don't you just give it a shot? You know, the, the hour is pretty intense and you get a lot in there and I never heard back from him, but I just remember thinking like how, I don't know, like, yeah. you know, if you go in and you're doing all your different circuits, then you have to go do your cardio and then you have to go do like your, it's just. Well, it's disgusting. like the same thing. And I, I think we are obviously preaching to the choir, but it's everything that we've talked about on this podcast and why we do CrossFit. Um, you know, everyone's going to do their own thing and CrossFit isn't for everyone. And I realize that, Yeah. but I can't tell you when I still go teach spin classes and I do that because I really do enjoy, I enjoy the class. I enjoy the people. Um, but when I'm walking through the gym yeah, and I'm seeing people just do like bicep curls, I right around like, like the hamstring extension. I'm machine. just like, and they're probably there for a good two hours. I'm yeah. sure they are. You know, I see when I'm teaching the spin class, you can like see the, through the door, it's like all glass wall, so I can right. see like all the guys working out and lifting and checking themselves out in the mirror. <laughs> that just does not change. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I think about that and I'm like, oh, just I feel so grateful that I'm in a world where you can get everything you need. Right. In and an it's hour. efficient in an hour. And you're sore. And, and you're, you're sore and you feel and, good. And yeah. you're still – I mean, even after years of doing CrossFit, we're still sore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I could barely sleep Friday night after Cindy because <laughs> my muscles were just, like, throbbing. Okay, let's be honest with that. Cindy is 20 minutes of push-ups. Horrible. With, like, a slight break for squats and pull-ups. So horrible. It's just push-ups. It's exactly that. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed. I missed Cindy, obviously, because I – well, we were out of town. But, yeah. Um, I'm, I always try to get him to program Cindy on my birthday, but my birthday is only in, like, a month. And so I hope he is going to want to program mm. it again. Why do you like Cindy? I just like do, – I don't even like Cindy. It's just that I like doing it every year. Oh. So that I know. 
Oh, so you know where you're at. Yeah. yeah. So maybe if he would, yeah, I hope that he wants to program it again. They're probably going to do Fran again because I think, isn't that what they did at the beginning and end? Oh, no, Helen. it wasn't. It was Helen. Yeah. I did not do that. No, I did not either. No, I did not. Every time I hear Helen, I want to say, you look like a Helen. <laughs> what? What you that look from? like a Helen, Tommy boy. Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in forever. <gasps> Oh my goodness. Uh, so I feel like this this episode was like very serious. Yeah, very we like CrossFit Levy. That's We're right. So we actually CrossFit talked about CrossFit this time. We did. Go us. No, it's so exciting. Yep. Anyway. So now we could talk about my crazy pants. <laughs> we talked about it last week, I think. I'm just kidding. Anyway. All right. Well, um, Are we done? Yeah, we're done. Wait, it's 41 minutes. We we're at 41? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a seven. No. Okay, we're not done. <laughs> no, it's like Don't 41. scare everyone I thought it was like a 47. That. I was no. like, wow, that went fast. We got a few more minutes left. Don't um, fret, you guys. Don't even get scared of that. <laughs> you can be scared of the airway, earwig that was out oh, shirt, though. God, I'm so... I'm, that's gonna, I'm gonna, like, go through my bed tonight, like, yeah. make sure there's nothing. You know, I'm gonna have well, a shower when I get home so well, I can get the earwig juice off me. Ew! Gross. I don't think it juiced, but you That's never know. So gross. Oh my goodness. Um, all right, what else? I have actually been in like such a rut with CrossFit lately. I'm glad we had like a little CrossFit love fest because lately I've just yeah. been like, I just because so... now we don't like it. No. Yeah. Well, I really yeah. was like yesterday at the airport. I was telling Brian, I was like, I feel like I need to take like a month off from just feeling obligated to go to CrossFit. Yeah. Because there's while I do love CrossFit, there's also nothing worse than feeling like you're supposed to go and you can't. Yeah. And I'm so I was like, I yeah. just feel like I should give myself a month of like not worrying about it. I'm like, yeah, just you don't should. go and you just should. like deal with. But then I'm also I've already signed up for that weightlifting meet. When is it? And it's in like six weeks. Oh. And can you bag out of it? I mean, I can probably I can just not go. It was like thirty dollars. I mean, it's not gonna be the end of the world. Then just don't go. Yeah, I don't know. Because that sounds like, like <laughs> that sounds like the opposite of what you're trying to do is like forcing yourself to go. Right. So don't, yeah. don't put that pressure on yourself, especially with school. It's, yeah. It's like the, work. it's the Saturday after finals. Yeah. No. That's going to be rough. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like I just need to give myself permission to like, just not feel bad about not going Yeah, and to kind of declare like, all right, I'm just not going to go for a month. Yeah. I'm just not going to worry about it. If I get, if I go wonderful, it's yeah. bonus. If I don't go, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. And I feel kind of bad. Like I, I'm like coaching and you know, all these people are so sore and I'm like, I spend so much time in the gym and I never get to work out. Yeah. And it's just like, ugh, but whatever. I think that's a perfect example though of being like, I just don't feel it. I'm not inspired to do this right now. And I have other things going on. If you, like, that's your body telling you, yeah. We just need to put our energy on this right now. Right. Well, and I've always said, like, whenever, you know, we get so many people ask us, what do I do if I just don't want to go? Yeah. And it's like, just don't. Go. Yeah, we get so many emails about people like, when do you yeah. know when to take a break? Or when do you, I'm like, just, like, just take listen a break. to your body. Well, and I think my biggest thing is like when I, there, I've experienced both ways where I'll think I'm not going to go. And when I make that decision, if I feel like kind of guilty about it, then I'm like, maybe, okay, that's actually my body telling me that I'm just trying to get out of something. Yeah. But when I feel relieved about it, about decide like kind of give me yes. permission you told me not that to go. That's like, when I'm like, okay, that was the right choice. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just am like, but maybe so we're not doing Dawn Patrol anymore. I'm so I am so grateful for the the manager at Elevation. Did I you talk him. about Dawn Patrol with everyone? About, like, do, do they know what what that is? The five AM wads. Yeah, that I think everyone knows that I've, that I've been coaching. I've been posting okay. it on Instagram and okay. everything. So I've been coaching five AM wads for the last like two months. 
And I started it kind of as an experiment. I got into it a little bit. Yeah, because remember we talked about how I volunteered for it? Oh, yes, 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 yes. I got into it sort of on a whim. I'm really traditionally not a morning person, but it's actually been going better than I thought it was going to in terms of getting up. But the thing was it just that, like, I was – I have been having a super hard time as the semester has continued to ramp up balancing – that really, really early morning because I don't get home from school until like 6.30 at night. If I have to do anything else that night, whether it's record or whether it's, you know, go to the store or anything, I'm not getting home until 7.38. And by that point, like, I I mean, it's 8.50 right now. 8.50 right now. Like, I am seven and a half hours away from having to wake up. Yeah. And like that seven and a half hours is a reasonable amount of sleep, but like, I'm not in bed right now. No. You know, it's going to be an hour, hour and a half before I get to sleep. Yeah. And so let alone if I have to do homework. Right. You know, if I like what I should be doing is thinking, okay, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get home at about 930. I'm going to do homework until midnight and I'm going to get up at eight or whatever. Right. And instead it's like I have to choose every single night between doing homework and going to bed and going to bed on time. Right. And I just am not like if I don't get that sleep, then it doesn't matter whether or not I did the homework because my brain is so dead. Yeah. So I emailed um, Chris and Scott, who are the manager. Chris is the manager and Scott's the owner of Elevation. And I said, hey, you know, I want to be up front with you. This is starting to become really hard for me to manage. And I know that I, like, volunteered for this. And I don't want to put anybody in the lurch. But, like, you know, this has just been really hard. And I have to prioritize my education. And, like, no questions asked. They were like, no problem. Totally understand. We're going to cancel the 5 a.m. Yeah. And I'm just so glad that it was so not, you know, it was like I was able to just say, listen, this is too much. And they said, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, so that was a bit of a big, big relief. And I think. So what's the earliest class they have then? Six. Okay. Yeah. Which is why it was never a 530. Yeah. Because they already had a Gotcha. Six. Yeah. And the, the people who come at the five, like a super loyal group of people, but it's very small group of people and kind of like, you know, these people could come at different times if they need to. Yeah. And, uh, so that might give me like, cause if I could, I could even come to the 630 Y every morning because that was the other thing is I was like, I got done coaching at six. At elevation. At elevation. Yeah. And I didn't want to just roll into Jay for the 6.30. It yeah. was just like an awkward... It's like then I leave the house at 4.30 and I don't get home until like 7.45. Yeah. I'm not really willing to start my day that way. Yeah. Um, That's a long morning. Yeah. And before then, most people are even awake. Right. Before most... Yeah. And so... And then and then to turn around and then have a, a full day after that. Right. So no more Dawn Patrol after next week, which I feel kind of bittersweet about, but I know... Like I, it's just that feeling where it's like I really hate it when people say they're going to do something and then they don't. And so part of me is like, I committed to this. You know, I said like these athletes were counting on this. But the other part is like, this is not. You committed to something and you tried it and then yeah. you got more information and you're like, mm, not for it. me. Well, and also I feel like I was, I tried to be as accommodating in my email as I could have like, we could just try Tuesday, Thursday, you know, whatever. And they were just like, nope, it's fine. Yeah. So anyway, um, hopefully my schedule will open up a little bit yeah. after next week and I can do a little bit more work. So out. when are you going to sleep in? Like how late can you sleep in? Uh, and you don't do down patrol. Oh gosh, I don't coach until ten. So you could sleep until like I could sleep in until like nine, eight or nine. So you That's literally like, could go to bed at midnight. I literally then... could go to bed at, easily. Could go to bed at midnight and still get a totally rational amount of sleep. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it would be awesome. That's great. So I think that's probably what my life's gonna look like for the okay. semester, which is excellent. Anyway, all right. So there you have it. So we're almost done with the episode. <laughs> now see. we really are. Now we really are. End of October. What do we have coming up next week? Anything? Next week's Halloween. Halloween. Um, you should do a ghost tour. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that happen. Yeah, you need to get I'm on gonna, those guys. Actually, I'm gonna send them a nasty gram and be like, I've tried to reschedule like three times and right. no one's calling me back. You need to schedule me on Halloween for a ghost tour. <laughs> 
Because I'm sure they have like zero openings. Yeah. Did you ha- did you know anyone who did the zombie crawl or whatever that is? No, but I saw um, pictures. It that seems funny. like a like a teen early twenties thing. Yeah. Is it okay? It's like get drunk and dress up like a zombie. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone else have that in wherever you live? Do you have like zombie crawls where the whole town's taken over by people dressed as zombies? Kind of freaks me. It freaks me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I didn't. Ah, that. Anyway, um, what are you gonna be for Halloween? I don't know. I think I'll just probably put on my Batgirl mask and yeah outfit and hand out candy. That's fair. Brandon um, is like uh, Tracy. Tracy, you remember Tracy? She's having a party who Brandon works with, uh-huh. and he texted me like three weeks ago. I was like, "We're going to Tracy's Halloween party." I was like, "It's September." September. <laughs> I was like, but good, glad we have plans. But we always do that thing where we like get so excited and we're like, okay, we're gonna be this, and then yeah. like the ne- day before we're like, shit, we have nothing. Crap, so we have no. Coffee. This time we are pre-planning a little bit. We're gonna be Mr. and Mrs. Fox from the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh. So we got fox ears and fox tails, and we got him some like, you know, khaki pants or whatever. Yeah. And I think I cannot find the right dress. So I think, you know, you hate tutus, but I think I'm going to do like tutu Mrs. Fox. Oh, I don't care about tutus. I don't like tutus when you work out in tutus. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is get like, um, I wonder if I can find yellow leggings actually, because she has this yellow dress. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I'm having a hard time with is it's like a three quarter sleeve yellow, like shift dress basically. And then she has like a little apron. So I figure if I can just find... If I can just wear, like, a yellow shirt and, like, yellow shorts or yellow leggings, I could just get an apron. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily need yeah. to have the dress. No. But I, Or I was thinking of doing a tutu. Yeah. Anyway. Which would be fun. I'm yeah. a fan of tutus, not for working out or, or running or those. Right. Because I feel like, like, a, yellow, like yeah. a yellow shirt is easy to find. Yeah. It's just the yellow dress, not so easy to find. Hmm. Anyway. I've been looking at Pinterest for, like, Halloween decorations, and I just, like... Oh, my gosh. We should carve pumpkins. <gasps> I... Why does Pinterest make you feel like you... Like, you have the worst... Pumpkin carving pumpkin, ideas ever? Everything. The worst like, everything. Like, my house isn't good enough. Yeah, it's like the Martha... I, it's like Martha Stewart magazine, but, yeah, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing, because I'm like, I really want to decorate and do pumpkins and get into the... pumpkins. Yeah. All right, deal. Okay. We'll put Rich Frowning on it. Um, anything else? T-shirts? What else are we missing? Nothing. Everything that's good? Facebook? Great. Yeah. Reviews. We need some more reviews. Write us a review. Leave us write a rating. Us a review on review iTunes. You can do it on Stitcher too. We need to check our Stitcher reviews. But um, we read all of your reviews and we need some more. So please send us one. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.